Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show where, of course, we talk about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is the man, the engine, the man that makes this show run. He played professional baseball, but also played in the National Football League as well on that first Super Bowl-bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. None other than Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? Hey, last final uh, preseason weekend, man, and then we're moving on to the regular season and about a week and a half. Man, <clears throat> I guess you could say since we are we we are we're officially media, you know. I, I guess you could kind of say that, right? So, oh, yeah. um, there are certain storylines that you like to see. I mean, for you, for example, you love drama, you love conflict, you love anything messy. I've learned that about you over the course of the last <laughs> few years. Uh, I just I try to I try to take it, you know me. I try to get in where I fit in with some different type of angle. And Isaiah Simmons has been a gentleman that's been the subject of conversation many times, both uh, when we are on our radio show and also here on Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. We've been talking about, is he misused? Is he, is, uh, what position should he best play? We talked about going from a, from a, uh, from a, a prospect to a suspect. Now he is somebody else's suspect because he has been traded yesterday. He was traded. I mean, it was a lot of moves yesterday from the Arizona Cardinals that we'll get into. So we'll talk about that. Also the acquisition of a new quarterback, what that means to the team and uh, an offensive lineman being ushered out. And then these final preseason depth depth charts. So let's get to Isaiah Simmons first. Surprised? No, I, 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 I'm not gonna say I saw it coming up. The, the surprise for me is that they did it. So I won't say quickly. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> There's one more week in the preseason. I guess the Giants were nipping, and you know they. My my assumption is the Cardinals saw the writing on the wall for them. He wasn't a fit, and rather than go into the season and show that he wasn't in their plans, which would have devalued him, you know, mm-hmm. his stock. Yeah, they they thought, hey, let's sell high, you mm-hmm. know, because nobody has really seen. You know, you can't. Yeah, you know, as as bad as he played in the preseason, <clears throat> he still could have, in my opinion, been a been a fit here. Right. They could have figured out he could have been their their piece that they, you know, okay, Isaiah, Isaiah's not working at safety, but let's make you second safety. Let's make you second edge rusher. Let's make you second. And they could have just spot, you know, started him, put him in different places, and and figured it out. And maybe he would have, you know, his. As he figured that out mentally, maybe he would have, you know, got a little better on the field. But, uh, you know, they figured, you know, I'm assuming they figured, hey, he's not in our initial plans. Uh, we're not losing. What I'm, you know, man, a first-round pick, number Speak eight on it. overall pick. Speak on it. I know where you're going. Go ahead. seventh-round pick. Say it one more time. A what rounder? Not, not just a first-round <laughs> pick, but a number eight overall. Yeah. This one dude went in the back of the first round. Man. He was the eighth overall pick, and not six, seven years ago, four years ago, no, uh, 2018. Yeah, let me. Uh, no, 2019, I think. Whichever it 2020, was. 2020, 2020. Okay, even worse, 2020. Yeah. And 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 you get a seventh round pick for him. I mean, that's not. You know that's not an even trade. Man. So they re- he really wasn't in their plans. And the thing that sticks out to me even more, he just wasn't. He wasn't getting it. 
whatever it was, he wasn't getting it on and off the field. It was something just wasn't right. And I will say this. What's that old saying? Another man's trash. Another, one man's what trash is another man's treasure. Yeah. The Giants, they probably they see something in them. They're getting him for nothing. Mm-hmm. This talent, this might be an in in, instance where we uh, uh, misused him for three years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's drafted high expectations. We're going to use them in every different way. The Giants might be thinking, hey, we got a spot for this dude over here. And all we got to do is free his mind up. And this might be one of those situations. Yeah, we were young in high school, Jay. You know, that girl that everybody, you know, hey, you know, you hung out with her. Hey, you know, you got what you want to get out of her. And all of a sudden, you know, and the summer came, right? And she went away. And all of a sudden, she grew a couple uh, inches. Pimples and stuff went away. Shut up, man. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, and she got her hair did. And oh, all of a sudden, man. she started wearing makeup. She came back that following year. And everybody was like, whoa, hey, hey, what happened to And she blossomed, bro. Yeah. And this might be an instance where he goes away and he blossoms somewhere else. Now, here's the, the kicker is, you know, Austin Ford and Gannon, they did not draft him. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like they had anything invested in him. You know, he was a free piece, you know, eh, it didn't work out, no big deal. But I do feel he is going, in my opinion, if they treat him right over there in New York, not throw too much at him, let him go out there and be an athlete, with all that ability, I think he's going to, he's not going to be a bust in my opinion. He's just going to flourish somewhere else. It just wasn't here. I think it comes down to, uh, and this is where Jay's being Jay. It comes down to something called locus of control, meaning it, it. So he can blossom. It just depends upon what his locus of control is. So I'll give you like the definition of it: a psychological concept that refers to how strongly people believe they have control over the situation, situations, and experiences that affect their lives. So again, psychological concept that refers to how strongly people believe they have control over the situations and experiences of your life. So you can be internally, uh, you can have an internal locus of control. So you believe I control all that stuff. I got it. It's me. I, I'll fix it. Or your externally, external locus of control, meaning, man, I can't, it's other people are deciding for me. So I don't have any, what, what does it matter? I can't do anything. So if he, if he has that internal locus of control, or if he hasn't had it before now, if he has it, then you go out and say, all right, you look at it as an opportunity. Now, now I get a clean slate. Yes, there there might be check marks in my past, maybe because I haven't caught on to things when they tried to. Th- That's all right. This gives me an opportunity to to show what I can do, not to prove it to the Cardinals, but to prove it to myself because I know what I can do. You like that, you right? Are, you are deep, bro. You like hey, you know, right? you, and just to reflect real quick, we've done a lot of different things over this year. Would uh, would Isaiah Simmons not be the perfect candidate for one Miss Deborah Dubois? Oh, yes, like that, indeed. Right? To, to refocus, and, yes. and and we'll have to have her on our show. Yeah, we have to have her on, on this, the on the on the national radio. show. Yeah, yeah. man, because this would be a perfect instance for her to get a hand on this young man, yeah. get his mind. And for anybody who's listened to our show over the years, if you have not, you, you probably have seen Deborah stop in and yeah. her her philosophy and everything. He would be a perfect candidate. I'm actually going to reach out to her just to talk to her and figure out a time to get with her. Yeah, that's what's up. So 
believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So that's one trade. There was another trade that went on. So the Cardinals, I guess they don't have any quarterbacks because they traded for one. They traded for Joshua Dobbs. Uh, so from the, they went to Cleveland. They traded. Uh, uh, I have to look at the if you have the details up in front of you in terms of what they traded and what they got back. But they got Joshua Dobbs, QB. Um, the question that comes to mind is: Does that mean Colt McCoy is on his way out? That's the first, thing, or does that mean David Blah, Blah, is gone too? Because he hasn't really seen much playing time, if any, if any at all, during the preseason. And we know that Toon has been getting a whole lot of run. And when yes. when McCown has been on, I mean McCown, when McCoy has been on the on the field, is that he has is you know a series or two, and so not a whole lot because he's a veteran. So you should expect that he can pick up the offense. But Toon, being a rookie, he's been getting a whole lot of run. What if anything did that? That was the first thing that came to mind. Of course, that means they're not going to carry out. I mean, of course, there's Kyler Murray, but but uh, somebody's on the way out. And I thought, I'm thinking it's McCoy because I'm thinking they're just going to try to let's just be as bad as we can be. Whatever we're going to do, what we do, and let's just get let's let's do, keep keep this thing moving in that way. It all depends on the message and the goal that this team has this year. You know, okay. are we trying to be competitive? If you're trying to be competitive. You send the, the old veteran out there, even though he's limited, he's been a backup his entire career for the most part. Yeah, uh, you know his ceiling, you know his floor as well. I remember Joshua Dobbs. He was, I think, he was majoring in rockets. He was in uh, something, some very. I mean, he was trying to be a rocket scientist, if I'm not mistaken, well, when he when he came out. And I mean, it's supposed to be a really smart dude. Think about it. This dude last year over in Tennessee, they had <laughs> Malik Willis, right? And they were they were trying to get they did get into the playoffs or they were trying to get into the playoffs and they have Malik Willis there after Tannehill went down and instead of going to Willis they brought Dobbs in and he played for them and he you know put in an effort and you got to remember that's where Ossinford came from yeah I think Petsing I think Petsing had uh, had worked with Dobbs before as well could have yeah yeah so they know his (laughs) talent they know he's not you know top tier talent, but they're familiar with them. Um you can't put two tuning. Okay, you can't put that young man out there. You you really can't do it. He's a yeah. fifth round pick. He's putting in a good effort. Yeah. He's putting in a good effort to be a backup and hopefully mm. have a good career as a backup in this league. Mm. That dude, if you put him out there, you're talking about deer in the headlights, bro. Yeah. He would be he would be chum. He wouldn't even be you know how they take that stuff and scoop it out and throw it into the water to attract the sharks. <laughs> That's what he would be. He'd be chum, bro. Yeah. You can't do that to him. Uh, Blau, wow. <laughs> yeah, you can't, can't do that either. My, in my opinion, and here's the thing: you brought Dobbs in here. I'm not sure how familiar you he is with Petson's offense. You, you've only got a week and a half or two yeah, good before point. you get this thing kicked off. So you know he might be a dude you bring in to see how bad it is to start off with Coy. Coy gets his walking papers around three or four, week three or four. Mm-hmm. Then you turn it over to Dobbs and just say, hey, let's just do this thing. We'll give you a chance, you know. And and that that is the sign that, hey, we are going to be really bad. And we just want everybody to know. And then starts the speculation of as bad as – and you and I, we're going to be talking about our uh, Eastern Power, um, our picks um, for the season. And the Cardinals with that four and a half game over under, they're going to be close to that. And that means somewhere near, and they got two first round picks. 
So what are they going to do with those two first-round picks? This might be a setup for we. And then the other thing, Jay, you look what they're doing. They're trading every asset they – well, what little asset we, you know, might have. They're yeah. basically saying, hey, teams, you want something? Come over here and, and give, just offer us a draft pick. Seventh round, ninth round. They don't have ninth rounds. Either, but if you – hey, maybe we can figure out a way. There's some type of compensatory out there. You know, they're just saying, hey, come get it. Yeah. You know? Then it, be, so that, then it really becomes what you do with those picks, and that's a I guess that's a conversation uh, for for a later time because it it's one thing to say I got all these picks that you got to make the right picks you got to hit on a majority of those picks as well so that's, that's oh yeah that's well the job when you have a, here's the other thing though when you have a bunch of picks you can have a bunch of good and bad though too yeah, yeah. so the more you have the more you can hit the more you can miss too but the more you can hit and they're looking for those. You know, they're obviously looking – somebody's got an eye for, for like, those later-round picks because they're not getting first- and second-round picks. They're getting late-round picks. So, they're, they're, they obviously have a plan, and, you know, they pretty much just said, hey, door's open. Come on, get it if you want it. Hmm. All right, so believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So, they kept doing – in another move that they made, they traded offensive lineman Josh Jones to the Texans. Uh, for a fifth round pick so along your lines and I think what Josh Jones has been on the team since uh, what drafted in 2020 if I'm not mistaken so I mean <clears throat> making moves trying to trying to acquire draft capital to be able to move and do other things but this it was just a flurry of moves yesterday it was it was just interesting to see that yeah this is this is unusual because we don't see this often in, in football you don't get a lot right. of trading what one maybe most, you might see yeah, one trade for yeah. the team, and obviously what happens most of the time because these rosters are at ninety right now or close to ninety, and they've moved to where instead of going cut 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 down to fifty three, now it's just a massive cut down yeah. to fifty three. Yeah. So shortly there's going to be thousand over a thousand plus players on the market, and that's normally what happens at this time where it's not trades. It's well we know these teams are going to be cutting stuff loose. As soon yeah. as they do, let's just go and start picking at the waiver wire that type of thing and. Offers, you know, for free agency, free agency stuff like that. So the the Cardinals are being smart, in my opinion, and you know we're open for business and picking up these picks because and if they don't have obviously if they don't have a plan for you, the other alternative is to cut you and then teams get something for free. So they they're actually you know working smarter, not harder, where they're getting picks and then they can turn those picks into something else moving forward. And that's the the beauty of it all, you know, they, we don't plan for them maybe not to keep all these picks, but yeah. they can package them up and do certain things with them to get other players or, you know, even maneuver higher in the drafts. You put a couple of these fives and sevens and threes and stuff like that. You can work out a second round pick, first round pick, whatever it is. So that's what they're, you know, that's what they're kind of doing. And like I said, I think it's a, a good move because they know they're going to stink. They know they're going to, let me say this one more time, but they know. They're going to stink place this year. There is no way around it. There's in that building. They're trying to hey, we go out here, we work hard, we can prove we can win. Nah, ain't nothing out there this year. So, is it is the safety? Because with the from what I the the tone I hear in your voice is that you are you're okay with these moves. Like you're you're impressed with the with Austin Fort making these moves. Would it would that be safe to say? I am. I, you got to have a, a plan. The, the worst thing, Jay, is to be in the middle. Well, we'll go out and get some free agents, and, you know, you get second-tier free agents, 
and we we expect we're going to be a, be a fan bomb in the draft, and all of a sudden that we're going to be this great team. Nah, if you're going here's the thing, Jay, if you're going to strip it down, strip it down. Right. Don't do it halfway. You know, if you're going to do a, a home uh, uh, renovation, renovation, you know, don't just pick. Well, hey, we'll just do the kitchen. You know, nah, you want this house to be a million dollar home, bro? Down to the studs, wow. and then what you do. Is you know, and obviously it's a risk because you gotta have the funds to do all this. You gotta have the materials. You gotta have the you know the right person putting it all back together. But if you can figure out a way, you know, obviously it starts with the culture inside, which I think they've done a good job. But mm-hmm. you know, um, you start getting the right players, and you, the worst thing you do is keep the wrong dudes around. If you have a philosophy and if they just don't fit, like I said, you strip it down and you start to build it back up little by little. The bad part is fans are gonna have to understand. This is going to be rough. This is not going to be, you know, a eight, nine win season. This is a three or four win season. And, you know, I, I know there's certain people already every week I'm going to be hearing, oh my God, they stink it up. I'm like, that's what they're doing. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Look, there people every week when we talk about, you know, and it, you know, it's going to be yes. bad. I'm just letting everybody know it's going to be bad. But the goal is to get better. And it doesn't happen overnight it doesn't happen next year you know it might be next year might be the biggest move they make Ooh. you know you never know that's true and and we'll really be hearing it then so it's a it's it's a i like it because they are they're grasping their identity okay and they are they're saying hey hold tight we're going to try to do this the right way it's not gonna be easy early, but we're we're going we're heading in the right direction. Right direction for me, Jay, will be as they play these games and you see dudes flying around, even though they don't have the talent out there, but they're doing things the right way, they're getting beat the right way. They know it's not stinking just because they're horrible, not just uh athletically, but you know, the the the, the plan looks bad. If they can start, you know, just looking better, that's the first step. All right, all right. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So leave me with this. <clears throat> Just want to look at some of the depth chart. The la- the final depth chart, this came out a little bit earlier in the week, if I'm not mistaken. So things change uh, in terms of the, yeah, uh, came out, yeah, a couple of days ago. So I know there've been some changes in terms of with, with the trades that went on. But when I'm looking at the depth chart for quarterback, again, let's go back to that. So we know Kyler Murray's on pup, so he doesn't necessarily have to count because he can't, they, they'll need to make a roster spot for him once he's ready or cleared to play. So they have Colt McCoy, Clayton Toon, David Bell, and Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> if they if they hold three quarterbacks, and now they have Joshua Dobbs, so he's he's got to be he's one of those. He's one. He's got to be one of them because otherwise it makes no sense. Who who else do you think is going to be kept in the in that quarterback uh, in that quarterback room? I think it's you spent a fifth round pick on Toon last year. I think it's Toon. I think it's Colt McCoy because you got to have a, a veteran on this roster to help okay. these young dudes. Okay. There's absolutely. Could you imagine going into the season with Toon, Dobbs, and Blau? Uh, that is, you got to have. I don't care if you, you know, you got to keep Colt just to be in the room with nothing else to help these young dudes along the way. But he, in my opinion, is no brainer. Tune and because you brought Dobbs in, and the other thing is, Jay, nowadays you can't protect anybody on the. Uh, uh, practice squad. So you know you put you try to hide somebody on practice squad like like a dive. 
you'll lose them in a minute when somebody wants, you know, good quality backup or whatever. So I think McCoy, Toon, Dobbs, the other Blau and just will be looking for it. And that's got to, that's, that has to be, you Driscoll, you know, you're not making a squad. You know, you weren't oh. making a squad. And so there's just, you're, you're dead man walking all the time. I would imagine that that is a, that is an odd feeling when you just know, and you're hoping that maybe the way in which you carry yourself and the professionalism that you show can't, will that word will spread. If somebody asks about you, you say, come see about me. And if, if that, that it can bode well for you. Well, if you're keeping it real with yourself, which is the whole thing, you, you know your slot on the, you know, you always hope that you can climb up the ladder, but you know, and I'll be honest with you, there's some guys, depending on their talent level, they know the limits of where they'll be in this league. Yeah. And just to be on a team, to be honest with you, even if it's during the summer and through training camp, that's a badge of honor. People don't realize even how hard that is. That's it true really because a lot of people will say a, a lot of people will say you're a failure because you didn't make whatever blah blah blah. But man, come on now the journey out of the journey of how many to be filtered down to this, and I might not be the in the final sifting of the wheat, but my goodness, bro. To say you were on a even just a team during the summer is think about how many football players are in college right now, in high school coming up. Mm-hmm. I have graduated and playing these semi-pro leagues or whatever it is, you know, and now these other, all these other leagues, XFL, um, Canadian league, you know, blah, 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 blah. I've had, you know how many times I've had somebody tell me, yeah, I play pro ball. We play with uh, the Peoria uh, 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 Muskeets. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. You know, pro ball. Yeah. So to be in camp is no small feat. And to to make it to this point, I've been cut before. I, you know, there's a whole lot of people who were sitting home on their couch mm-hmm. when I was, you know, getting my work in. And, you know, I got my few years in, I'm vested. And that, bro, you talking about being proud of that. The number of people that I know yeah. that, you know, did it for a long, much longer time than I did. And I, you know, so there's no shame in being the last guy on the roster and getting cut or, you know, it's it, it hurts. I'm not gonna say that. And you right. know, sometimes at some point you have to figure out, okay, is this for me, or do I have to go find that other thing? Mm-hmm. You know, that that'll be a, uh, in a few days, the 29th. A lot of guys will be trying to figure out if this is for me, or do I need to go find a, a real gig or something else to tie me over? You know, while I wait to see if the phone rings. <clears throat> Man, good lawyer. Yeah, you told me that story. <laughs> we got to share that story with <laughs> the woo. <laughs> The story about the phone call. Yeah. 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 That woo, get yeah. me chills. Now going back to just a couple other position groups are just curious about. So the, the running back room, um, Keontae Ingram is going to be on this team, right? I mean, he's, he's been getting a lot of run in the preseason games. He's, he seems to be impressive to me. Hits the whole well and somebody like a, uh, uh, casual E Earl Burnett would, would definitely probably he, he would most likely be uh, very fond of, of Ingram, but, uh, yeah. But he he makes the team, right? You would think, and with running backs, you want to keep at least four, one on your practice squad. And then running backs, depending on, you know, what they're doing, special teams. We always forget about special teams, bro. Mm-hmm. They, you know, a lot of guys make teams just because they are special teams guys. Right. They be a third or fourth on the team. They even had Isaiah Simmons running with the special teamers on a on a player two last week. And they're and they, they probably thinking, man, it just can't work, man. We just Oh, yeah. As a starter, when you're playing special, if you're playing special teams, yeah. 
those dudes do not like the, the, the right. high end guys. When when they see their nine, then they want the two line. They're like, "What? Get me off the <laughs> house! Come on!" Because you know that means extra work. Oh uh, yes, you know, and they don't like that. The the guys that call themselves the starters or prima donnas, even at their you know they're some guys at the two in their position. They don't, you know they don't like to be out on special teams. So. But you know you got to find those guys, and that's how a lot of guys make the teams, especially your athletic guys, which are your tight ends or running backs. Um, you know, D-backs and stuff like that. Those guys have to do double duty. So regardless, but yeah, that that uh, running back room you'll get four, I think, at a minimum. And then, squad. and then lastly, so just looking at the offensive line. So just at the at the left tackle, since Josh Jones is gone, we got DJ Humphreys that's that's there on the left tackle. Then we got um, what Jackson Barton, but I think it's going to be with the rookie, what Paris Johnson that while they have them slated at right tackle that with, with, with this trade, maybe that means that he'll be, they, they'll try to put him in some different positions to maybe get him even more solidified with what they hope will be ultimately that left tackle spot. But uh, that probably means a lot more work for him. And so he's been kind of, you know, a little bit injured. Um, It's going to be important for him. And that's an important pick. To, to make sure that since that was one of their, that was their first pick that they yeah. made in this new regime as well. Yeah. The offensive line, you want to start. It's almost like, you know, you obviously it's a, a group of five. That's your ultimate goal. You got all these guys. You want to start figuring out who's my ones now. And then who is on the block to be replaced because they want to improve this line. And the thing about an offensive line, you can do it through, um, making a, bang, a big bang trade or you buy your time. Usually when you're going on the waiver wire, you're finding twos and threes. You're not fine. Or you get to next year's draft and you make another splash where maybe you did it first round this time, you do it second round next time. But you start getting those high-end guys. And that's a unit that is put together over time. That's not, well, we got these five guys or right now like or. 13, 14 guys on the roster, and we'll just make this work. No, this is a unit that takes time. That's why, you know, it'll be a little bit of experimentation, as you mentioned. There'll be guys, you know, doing right tackle, left tackle, guards, interior, you have maybe a swap at center, you know. They're trying to find that formula and who's going to stick around here, and it's going to be a lot of trial and error, bro. Mm. And it's going to look ugly from time to time until you get that unit where those five slash six guys, because you always have a guy that's a rover kind of, and mm-hmm. you get that consistency, and that's over time. That's over years. That's not over a camp and one season. That's, you know, you're talking about that. This The offensive line is like trying to grow a plant from scratch. You, know, you take the seed, you put it down in the ground, yeah. you start watering, you see the little flowers and stuff. And this thing, you got to nurture it, bro. You, when it's hot, 118 out there, you can't. It's not, well, they said it's monsoon season, so it's supposed to rain. So we're just, but now nah, you got to, you suck it up. And like, how water bill going to be high, but you make sure you water that. This, that's what the offensive line is. You eventually get to the point where, that, oh, this looks pretty. But that takes a lot of time. That's not something that just happened. Okay. So final, final, final thing. What is your expectation for this game against the this this final preseason game against the Minnesota Vikings? I mean, do you expect to see? Is it? I mean, we thought that maybe that game two would have been the dress rehearsal. Game three, is it just going to be? It, you just don't know, especially with new coaches and how they what their philosophy is. Any any expectations at all for this third game? And nothing. No, I, they might come out. 
maybe they play a couple of starters real quick and get them out. But what? Who are starters, Jay? We're not. This is not a good team. So this is going to be. You know, they go out and they play well in this game. You know, because whoever they're who they play, Minnesota. You know, so they roll nobody out there. So oh, they go up there and oh my god, they look great. You know, and week one is getting ready to start. We getting ready to see what this team really is going to look like. Man. So it's not going to be pretty. So this game is. I will look at it, but I'm not paying attention to anything. I just want to see, you know, a few plays was out there. Let's get it done. Let's see who gets, you know, when August 29th comes, let's make these cuts. Let's see what the final roster looks like. But this game, I'm not taking anything away from it. Nothing. All right. He is Ed Smith. My name is Javon Adams. We do this until once the regular season hits, we'll be hitting it to hit you twice a week in the beginning and then the end of the week. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so we'll see you next week for sure. And kind of recap what's going on with that final preseason game being done. Cause they're playing that on a Saturday. So it's going to be interesting to see, uh, to see that it's going to be early, early Arizona time. Anyway, what 10 AM Arizona yeah. time. So yeah. And so that way you get in and get out, do all that good stuff. But, uh, and then maybe next week, week we'll have ed share his uh the the cut story where uh <laughs> yeah, that's so yeah, very interesting cut story but so uh tell a friend to tell a friend about what we're doing here i believe in the arizona cardinals again that's b-l-e-a-v in the arizona cardinals and as we always like to say around this time well you can Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.